could try to play it, but you're never gonna beat me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go what is going on? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. Welcome to part two of our two parts <laughs> that we have this week. Uh, as Cody explained in the first part, we have uh, a lot of sports that has been going on, and uh, we weren't going to be able to condense it into one show uh, with as many opinions that we normally have. So this is our second part. I will be talking about uh the rest of the nba playoffs that cody didn't touch on uh i'm going to be talking about mlb power rankings according to myself um and then we will hopefully get into the kyler murray talk and also talk a little bit about formula one that's happening uh as i'm recording saturday it's going to happen tomorrow morning so it'll be all exciting stuff i'm looking forward to this so hey Stay tuned. Let's get going. Side for what they gave him. A strong will, strong mind causes mayhem. We could change the world, change times, rearrange them. Staying on pace, running the race. Life is a chase. I don't want to place. I want to be first. Work till it hurts. Dehydrated thirst till I'm in a hearse. Oh. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me uh, here for part two. Uh, as I explained a little bit in this intro here, um, you know, there's just a there's so much going on right now. Uh, it was going to be nice to uh, kind of do a, a two parter, of course, and uh, that way we can get all of our opinions out. We just had to choose what topic we were going to talk about. So I am going to do the topics that Cody didn't get to in part one, and so I'm very excited to be here. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, as you as we always tell you, please go follow us our social media. We're on Facebook. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, and now we are newly on um, TikTok, which has been uh, really cool. It's been uh, as I'm scrolling through TikTok, all of a sudden I see Drew Code, so really cool. But uh, go check us out, go follow us, like uh, all of our videos. We want more and more people to see it. So anything, uh, any just a like button will help. Uh, I like videos all the time on TikTok. It's really not that hard, so just do it. <laughs> But uh, really appreciate you guys uh, listening for the uh, second part that we are doing today. So, you know what? And there's no time like the present to just get started. And um, as I had mentioned earlier, I am recording this on Saturday. Uh, there's already been a bunch of the NBA playoffs that has started. So I think, you know, that's uh, kind of what I'm going to get to here is the NBA playoffs or what there is. Uh, on there right now the NBA playoffs has been very interesting and uh, like I said today's Saturday so the Raptors actually beat the 76ers today uh, the Jazz beat the Mavericks today to tie the series at two and then the Celtics beat the Nets and that's actually where I'm going to start first is the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets it's not been a great showing for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Cody and I, we were, uh, it was kind of an off the wall question that Cody brought up. Uh, I, it was last week saying, who did I, who did I think was going to win? I thought Celtics were going to win because of their defense and they have Jason Tatum who's playing absolutely out of his mind. What I didn't know is I thought it was going to be a seven game series. Right now it's looking like it's going to be a complete sweep by Boston. Now, do I fully believe it's going to be a sweep? No, I think Brooklyn is going to at least win ne the next game. Um, I just don't see K 
Kevin Durant not shooting like, uh, I don't know, like he did today. Today wasn't great. Kyrie as well. So I just have a feeling that, and, and the game was close. It's not like, you know, Boston just completely ran away with it like they did in game one. I, I, it, it was it was competitive. Uh, so I do think that Brooklyn will win, especially they're at home. I, I, I can't imagine it being a sweep in <laughs> at Brooklyn. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't fathom that. So, um, I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll really see, but you know, it, a lot of people, you know, my, my, one of my brother-in-laws, uh, was at my house just, I don't know, probably like 20 minutes ago. And we were talking about this and he said, man, I feel really bad for KD. And I looked at him, and I said, I don't. I don't feel bad for KD. You know what? He left a really good thing in Golden State. That's his fault. He wanted this type of a team. He wanted to be the man. He wanted to be um, playing with a friend in Kyrie Irving. And you know what? This is what you get when you, you're you just going based on who you like. I had said this, and, and I, I, I'm sure this is an off-the-wall thing, but if I'm KD, I'm really not happy with the whole Kyrie Irving situation and obviously too the James Harden situation that ended horribly, it's obviously not working out really well for you. So in my opinion, and I think this isn't as crazy as maybe people would think. Now, I don't know how they would do it, but I think you could swing it somehow, some way. I think KD really needs to think about going to the Lakers with LeBron. Because if you're Kevin Durant, you obviously cannot do it with your friends. And it's funny because Kevin Durant and LeBron have a good relationship. They do talk about, like, you know, Kevin Durant, they're competitive. They want to be better than the the other. But this would be a perfect time for them to team up. And the reason I say that is this. LeBron is at the stage where he doesn't have he doesn't want to carry the team anymore. He doesn't want to do it. That's why the Lakers went and got Anthony Davis in the first place because they thought, "Hey, LeBron can just give Anthony Davis the team and he could do everything and LeBron will obviously be there. He'll, he still will be his great self." Well, now we saw with Anthony Davis's, you know, hurt every single year. And um, not available to play or isn't playing well, LeBron has to kind of elevate his game, and he kind of doesn't really want to. And I don't blame him. He's done it for years. We've seen it for years. He's getting older. He is starting to get injured a little bit more. So if you're LeBron James, bring Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant wants to take the reins um, of of the fran- of a franchise. And what better place to do it with the Lakers? And kind of put your name in there. And if KD is better than LeBron in a Lakers uniform, you actually will still see exactly what we were saying when he went to Golden State. A lot of people thought it was crazy that we were going to say that Kevin Durant was going to be is maybe the the best player in the NBA when he was with Golden State. When he first went to Golden State, everyone was like, dude, no one's going to say that. Then Golden State won a, a NBA Finals. And a lot of people already were like, I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now. I don't think anyone's any better. And then the next year they won it again. They're like, oh, he's definitely the best player in the league. He's definitely better than LeBron now. And then he goes to Brooklyn, and now that looks like that's not the case anymore. Um, a lot of people were saying even after year three, he, he tore his Achilles. 
And so a lot of people were like, well, you know, he, if he didn't tear it, Golden State probably could have come back and, and won it. Um, you know, I don't know how true that is, but a lot of people did believe that. And so now you have the conversation of, is Kevin Durant, like, just he's not able to carry a team? I think he should go to a team like the Lakers. And if it's not the Lakers, maybe someone who has a uh, has a star that he can play with that um, maybe would be okay with going, like, a 1B um, instead of being the 1A. Um, I think if Kevin Durant, like, went to the Lakers... I think he would actually resurrect that conversation of, is he the best NBA player? Because a lot of people are saying, KD is ridiculous. It's the rest of the team that can't do anything. And if you have Kevin Durant and LeBron James, these are two very smart players. These are players who can play defense when they need to, absolutely need them to. These are great players that can elevate a team no matter what. And if they are on the same team, boy, that would be Awesome. Now, you would probably have to make a trade. Obviously, you'd have to give Brooklyn Anthony Davis and probably a lot more, um, a lot more, uh, you know, draft picks and stuff. And I think that would be okay to get rid of your, uh, the one sole <laughs> first round draft pick that the Lakers still continue to, or still have right now. So I don't know. I'm just floating an idea out there. How much merit does it? Does it hold? I don't think it holds much, but it is something that I think if you're Kevin Durant, I don't think it's that crazy to think about and possibly uh, try and make a move there. But I'm saying all that to say this Brooklyn is a mess. Uh, I don't think Steve Nash is going to be the head coach next year. I don't think he wants to be the head coach next year, to be honest. Um, I don't, if Kevin Durant is, is going to stay with Brooklyn, then I think Kyrie is going to go. I, I I find it very hard to believe um, that Kevin Durant is going to be okay with um, with Kyrie, with everything that has happened. I think he's got a good relationship with Kyrie, but I think he understands, listen, Kyrie is not bringing me to uh, an NBA Finals. He's not even really helping me win in a playoff game. And I think you have to look long and hard at that. And with the Celtics, the defense, the reason I picked the Celtics was the defense, and they are playing outstanding defense against the Nets. I mean, they literally were shutting down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, at least through the three quarters that I was watching. It was amazing. Like, Kevin Durant just looked rattled every time he shot. Um, Kyrie Irving as well. It just looked like they were not confident the whole game. And that's why they ended up losing. The Celtics team is a very is a young team, but they also have a lot of playoff experience. And I think it's lost on a lot of people. If you look at Jason Tatum, almost every single year, I think except for one, he was in the playoffs. He's had this experience. And now he's only, what, 23, 24 years old? And he's absolutely crushing it well he's becoming a superstar and not only that he's a superstar that has had a few years of playoff experience so now he knows what it takes to win and he's absolutely helping the Celtics thrive in this series this is going to be an interesting team to watch Um, like I said I think the Nets are going to win game four but game five I'm not sure uh, the with the way that the Celtics have been playing um, I just I highly doubt that the Celtics are just all of a sudden going to start tanking. I, I, I don't see it. So 
Good for the Celtics. Um, and if you're the Nets, you might have to start thinking about getting rid of Kyrie or Kevin Durant or both and just trying to restart, to be honest. All right, so the other game... The other game that I have been interested in is the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. And the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz, I at first was a little, I don't want to say skeptical, but like I wasn't sure how this series was going to go because a lot of people were picking, oh, it's going to be Dallas, the Utah Jazz, they're done. Quinn Snyder's going to go to the Lakers as the head coach, yada, yada, yada. Well, listen, there's a guy named Donovan Mitchell who's still really good. Uh, Rudy Gobert, a lot of people say that he should be better than what he is, and I agree with that. He's such a, a big man. He's so hard to stop on, in the post, and sometimes he just looks like he's very timid in games. He he doesn't he doesn't trust himself enough to uh, to have uh, you know to have the ball in his hands every time. Now, when he plays defense, he's definitely confident, and I think. Utah needs to, everyone needs to realize that Utah is still a really good defensive team. Donovan Mitchell is a really good defender. Um, He gets a lot of steals. Royce O'Neal, I think, is an underrated defender uh, for the Jazz as well. Um, And uh, they have some good shooters there too. So when the Jazz get hot, they they can go for a while. Um, Now the Mavericks, they were winning games without Luka. So now you talk about Luka being in the game, um, now it's a little scary. Now, in, in today's game, uh, they lost uh, 100 to 99, so lost by one point, so uh, not sure what you're going to take with that. But Luca was on fire. He had 30 points, uh, 10 rebounds, obviously. They were all defensive. He had four assists. He had two steals. And, uh, you know, he... He was okay from uh, from three. He was shooting forty percent uh, in today's game. So, if Luca can continue to shoot like that, um, that's really dangerous. But um, listen, I, I think the Mavericks are still going to win, especially with Luca. Um, but that uh, that Jazz team, I, I think they're being, um, I think they're just a really underrated team, and I, I don't think people gave them the respect that they actually deserve. Um, and it's all speculation that Quinn Snyder is not going to be the head coach anymore. What if he wins this series? Is is he going to be fired from Utah because he could only beat Dallas and then maybe loses in the second round? I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't think it's very far-fetched to say that Snyder could stay in Utah. Maybe he really likes it. Who knows? So um, It's one of those things that I just think the Jazz are getting kind of like thrown under a rug and people just don't want to talk about them, but they should. They're, they're a good team. I think they should be better, 100%, but, you know, it is what it is, and, and they're making the series. It's The series is tied at two right now, and uh, it'll be fun to, to watch, actually, at least the next two games to see where they're at. The last game that I have been really interested in is the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Man, I don't know what... <laughs> Golden State initially put Steph Curry on the bench because uh, he's coming back from injury. So they were trying to slow him up, and Jordan Poole was doing a great job. He's been holding down the fort really well, and obviously we've been seeing him in the playoffs. He's excelling majorly. Um, So I really think that 
the the Warriors were going to start Steph Curry at some point in the series. But because the Warriors have been doing really, really well without um, uh, without Steph Curry as the starter, I just think the Warriors are kind of sticking to the whole if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of a mentality because Jordan Poole's playing out of his mind. Uh, Clay Thompson has been really shooting the ball well. Uh, Draymond Green is showing that he's still one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the in the NBA. I mean, the guy can guard guards. He can guard centers that are like seven feet taller than him, and he still makes it so hard, so hard to even get a shot off of him or get a pass off of him. Um, I'm very, very impressed with um, Draymond Green, if you can't tell. Um, and, and this Warriors team, I, I thought the Nuggets would at least look competitive. Now, in Thursday's game, uh, it was a close game. But I don't know. From what I was seeing, it didn't look like it was that close. It just looked like the end score kind of got there because of, you know, the Warriors kind of being like, uh, we'll be a little lax in, in our defense to, um, you know, not just slow the game up. We just want to finish this game. That's what it looked like to me. Now, is that the truth? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they would ever admit that. But um, in my eyes, I didn't see the Warriors really trying towards the end defensively, almost trying to be like, if they are making a comeback, we want to be, um, we want to have that energy uh, on the offensive side. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's kind of what I've been seeing. So that's, that's really all the NBA playoff talk that I wanted to get to. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been kind of interesting, um, how everything has been going, uh, in the NBA playoffs. And I, and I really look forward to, uh, watching more and more of these games, but We'll see, man. Um, you know, I thought the Suns were going to run away with it with Booker being injured and um, the Pelicans actually getting a game. It's starting to kind of make me think, I'm not sure, you know. And the Pelicans were doing a good job even when Booker was in. So uh, it, it'll be interesting, to say the least, to uh, see what happens, uh, especially in the Western Conference. So I wanted to talk a little NFL news before we go to a break. Um, and the guy I wanted to talk about is Kyler Murray. <sighs> I don't know what to say other than I'm really disappointed in Kyler Murray. Um, I don't think that I don't think I ever thought that Kyler Murray would be the type of guy who would, um, I don't know. I guess hold out is the best word for it. Um, you know, uh, there was a new report that where Kyler Murray said, um, you know, that he won't play unless he has a new contract. And I understand you want to get paid early. Uh, this kind of reminds me of the Dak Prescott thing where he was like, it was obvious that he wanted to get paid. Uh, they weren't coming to an agreement. A lot of people are like, are they going to sign him? You know, what's going to happen? But in the end, Dak Prescott said, I'm still going to play. There, there's no chance that I'm just going to sit out. I don't want to do that. I want to play. And he absolutely did, and he got paid for it. I think if you're Kyler Murray, it's okay to say, I want to get paid. That's okay. But at the same time, you also have to realize that 
it's not helping your case that you're like, I don't care about this team. I just want to get paid. And I know a lot of team. I know a lot of players are like, it doesn't mean that he doesn't um, care about the team. It doesn't mean that, you know, he's selfish and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. If you look at Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is a team guy. Derek Carr is a team guy. Derek Carr took a team-friendly deal so that way his receivers could get paid. Is Kyler Murray saying any of that? No. You hear nothing of that. Derek Carr, last year, they were asking about maybe, you know, Devontae Adams, he could possibly become a free agent. You know, are you are you going to recruit him? He said, absolutely, and I'm going to take less if I can get him, if the team needs me to take less to get Devontae Adams, I will 100% do that. And he 100% did. And it's funny, too. A lot of people were talking about when Debo Samuel came out and said, hey, I want a new contract. And now that he he's saying he wants to be traded, a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans are like, hey, maybe Debo Samuel. And Derek Carr went on Twitter and said, no, that's for my boy Hunter Renfro. And I love that. That is a guy who is a team guy. It's not about the money. You know what happens when you win championships? Uh, the money will start coming in. I don't know. Maybe ask Tom Brady who took team-friendly deals every single year. Did he get paid a little a little more than you, know, you and I? A thousand percent, yes. But at the same time, if you're in an organization like this, an NFL team, you have a cap. It's not like Major League Baseball where you can just throw money wherever you want to. It's you have a cap. You have a certain limit that you have to, that you that you can hit. And if you go above, you're going to lose some assets or you're going to lose some some draft picks or you're going to have to pay that in like taxes or whatever. So this is what I'm trying to get at is Kyler Murray needs to realize if you want a new contract, that's fine, but at the same time, you shouldn't be holding out. If you really want to win a championship, you want to show your teammates that, hey, I'm all in, then you're still going to play. And that's my issue with this. Quarterback, you can get injured, and Kyler Murray has gotten injured because he runs. And that's probably why he wants a new contract. Now, is Arizona probably going to pay him? I believe so. I don't see... Uh, Kyler Murray, I don't see the Cardinals not signing him. But at the same time, if you're Arizona, I would really push and shove for, hey, listen, we got DeAndre Hopkins for you. You know, we got, uh, we spent a little money on your running back. We, you know, we had to get rid of Christian Kirk because we knew that you wanted a new contract. We don't want to have to get rid of, you know, Christian Kirk or Chandler Jones. We don't want to get rid of those guys. We want to keep some of those guys. So you're going to have to kind of meet us halfway. And and I hope, I hope that Kyler Murray will do that because um, I'm getting a little worried that he may not. And um, we'll see what happens. All right, guys. So um, we're I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about Major League Baseball power rankings, and then I'm going to get to a little bit of Formula Racing. So. Stay tuned after this break. All right, guys. So I am back, and we're going to be talking about MLB power rankings according to myself. That's right. So last week, uh, we posted on our social media page, and, uh, you know, like I said in the beginning, go follow us. 
um, we had posted uh, power rankings of week one. And so now here in week two, I did another power rankings. And I think we're going to do this throughout the whole year. I think we're going to post a lot of power rankings. And we're going to post them on the days that we record. Um, that way it can be somewhat a little more relevant when we are recording at least. So um, I made this list on Thursday. And like I said, I am recording on Saturday. So it's, it could be a little more outdated, especially my number five team because uh, they just lost again today, but uh, we're going to go into it and we'll see what you think. Now, my number five team in the uh, MLB Power Rankings are the Los Angeles Angels. I've actually been very impressed. Now, the reason I picked them, if you look at their schedule, they went against the Houston Astros, uh, the Miami Marlins, then they played the Texas Rangers, then they played the Houston Astros again, and now they're playing the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I put the Angels there because they had faced the Astros, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. They won three, uh, three games against Houston out of the seven, but the last two games they won, and they won pretty handsomely. It was, uh, they won the uh, Tuesday, the 19th, 7-2, to and then uh, the 20th, 6 to nothing. So outscoring them, you know, 13-2. to so the Angels, I felt like, had a lot of good momentum. I don't think their strength of schedule is there. I think the Miami Marlins are an okay team. I think they have a, a decent team. They have a really good starting rotation. Um, and their lineup is is good, as I said, at the very top. But uh, in the middle and and um, down, they're not as uh, skilled as, as other teams. And then the Texas Rangers, you know, you talk about you got Corey Seager there. You got um, uh, Marcus Simeon on there as well. Those are those are pretty good uh, players. So um, you know, are the Rangers great? I wouldn't say they're great, but I do think they have an an okay team. Their their rotation and bullpen are, you know, not the best. But um, of course. That's with any team. You're always going to have struggles on your team. And I was really giving it to the Angels because I thought they were going to go into that Baltimore Orioles uh, series and really sweep them. Well, I was wrong. Uh, they lost the first two games against the Orioles, 3-5 to five, and then 4-5. to five. So they're, it's basically they're out being outscored 7-10 to 10 by the Orioles, who they have a good lineup, but that's, that's about it. <laughs> um and the Orioles are not that great of a team. They came in only having two wins on the season going into the, this series. So I had the Angels at that time, but um, they're probably going to be out of my top five uh, next week for sure. But listen, I do want to give credit where credit's due. The Astros team is a good team. Uh, their record may not show it, but the Astros have had a, a rough schedule to start off. So, um, you know, I'm giving them definitely the benefit of the doubt. I think their lineup is still really good. They just got rid of Carlos Correa. Um, you know, they got rid of Car uh, George Springer a couple of years ago, and and they've been thriving still. Uh, the the new shortstop Pena uh, that's replacing Correa, he's he looks pretty decent. Um, so that's why I wanted to give the angels because even though they had only won, you know, three of the, of the seven games, I think it was very impressive that they won the last two games pretty handsomely. Um, 
you know, and, and a surprise player for me has been Noah Syndergaard. He's a guy that, especially in fantasy baseball, I kind of wanted to pick up. I knew he was going to get injured at some point this year, but he's been pitching. When he is pitching, he is not a, uh, you know, a no, what's the word I'm trying to look for here? He's, he's not a guy to, um, you know, to just be like, oh, it's just Noah Syndergaard. No, Noah Syndergaard had the stuff of an ace, but it just so happened that when he was on the Mets, he also had Jacob deGrom, who's uh, a phenomenal pitcher, you know, a Cy Young pitcher, and Noah Syndergaard could have been that guy too, but again, he had struggled with injuries. Obviously, Mike Trout, especially today against the Orioles, he actually hit two home runs. So, um, you know, Mike Trout is starting to get back on the swing of things. Uh, Shohei Otani has has done fine, um, but it's really the rest of the team that is a little interesting. Like the ro- the rotation that they have, the bullpen, it's not great. Um, and you know, Otani and Trout and I would put Rendon in there are 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 good are great players. But after that, you really have kind of guys who don't really put the ball in play as much. So if you're the Angels. You should be better. I hope they get better. I hope they win tomorrow. Um, and then they're going to be facing Cleveland. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's not looking good for the Angels. But when I did make this, I was very impressed with the way they were beating the Astros. And that was really why I put them at five. So for me, number four is going to be the Colorado Rockies. Now, the Colorado Rockies, you say, um, they haven't been playing great teams. I would say that's fair. Um, you know, they started off with the Dodgers, though, and they won that series. Now, it was in Colorado, and when you talk about the Rockies and you talk about, then you talk about Coors Field, and Coors Field is definitely um, something that is an advantage for hitters. And, um, you know, starting a series off with the Dodgers, that can go either way because the Dodgers, are they going to. You know, are they going to throw out their best stuff right away? They're probably not because they're going to want to save their team for the playoffs. So um, I think they were just trying a few things. But the Rockies definitely are hitting really well. Um, they, Like I said, they won the series against the Dodgers. They swept the Rangers in a two-game series. They uh, tied a series against the Cubs. And they actually just won um, the series against the Phillies, who I think is a really good team as well. So not only are they doing it with their hitting, but their pitching has been a little bit good. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually very impressed with this Rockies team. And, and currently in the NL West, they are third, only a half game behind uh, the second place San Francisco Giants. And then the Dodgers are in first place, who are a half a game ahead of the Giants. So... This is really interesting in the NL West because a lot of people would have said San Diego is going to be by far either the second best or the third best team in the NL West. And right now they're good, but they're fourth right behind Colorado. So it's a really tight race right now. Of course, we've only been not even a month of baseball so far. So, you know, pump the brakes, Andrew, here a little bit. But the Rockies have been very impressive. Uh you know, especially losing Trevor Story. Yes, they gained Chris Bryant, but I would say Trevor Story has um, is a little bit better of a defender 
and he's uh, he's got a bit of. I think he has a little more power, or maybe it was just Colorado, but uh, has a little bit more power than Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has a pretty swing, uh, and he can play multiple positions, and that really helps with the Rockies. And so far, it's been so good. So, congratulations to the Rockies. But they're right now my number four team. So my number three team, and this is where it gets really interesting. I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, the Toronto Blue Jays are stacked, as as I've said. And I wasn't really pleased that they couldn't really... They weren't playing. They were barely beating the Rangers, which they should absolutely mop the floor with the Rangers. They had a series against the Yankees, and they tied that two games apiece. Um, they, They won the series against the A's, but this is what sold it for me is they won the series against the Boston Red Sox. And I like the Red Sox. I think they're a really good team. And now they're playing the Astros, and they have won the first two games, and they're going to be playing the Astros tomorrow for um, for the sweep. If not, they'll at least have the series won. So this Blue Jays team, I felt like kind of started off slow, and it was that's kind of why I was a little hesitant to put them at the very top. But I won't be surprised if next week I come on here and I say, that's run a Blue Jay team is something special. Uh, you talk about, you got Bo Bichette, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer. Um, You've got Kevin Gosman. Uh, Manoa has been, a, has been a nice picture for the Blue Jays. Um, you know, I would say Hingjin Ryu, but uh, he's, he's uh, injured right now. Jose Barrios, I think, was kind of a steal. Now, he has struggled a little bit, but he is one of those guys that can be uh, a a pretty big factor later on. Uh, Ross Stripling has been a nice fit for them. Uh, they have uh, Yusei uh, Kikuchi from, uh, he was over in Seattle, now he's obviously with Toronto. And then you talk about the trades that they got, Matt Chapman. I think Kevin Biggio, um, he should be better, but you know he's been a nice nice little fit. Romeo Tapia has been a nice signing for them. Lourdes Gurriel. I mean, they have such a great team. This is a scary, scary team, and their bullpen is pretty good as well. So, um, Toronto Blue Jays for me is definitely uh, my number three team. My number two team, I almost put them at number one, but I was really more impressed with um, the number one team beating Mike Giants, and we'll talk about that in a second. But was the number two team is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers. What is it? I mean, the only thing I was disappointed in is that they lost the series against the Rockies. Now, then they played the Twins, who are an okay team. I wouldn't really put them as good. They completely swept the Reds, and they absolutely should have. So, you know, they did what they needed to. They uh, won the series against the Atlanta Braves, and that is a series that I was um, – I was really that was going to be the test for the Dodgers, and they handled it almost really, really well. Um, and then you talk about they're playing the San Diego Padres uh, this weekend. They won on Friday. They lost. The Dodgers actually lost to the Padres today, so tomorrow will be uh, who wins the series. But I mean, what else is there to say? As long as they're having a winning record, I'm always going to probably have them in the top five. I mean, you talk about, um, you know, Clayton Kershaw. You talk about uh, Walker Buehler, uh, Julio Rios. Um, you, you look at Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, 
Mookie Betts, uh, Gavin Lux, uh, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner. I mean, there's so many great players on that team. Will Smith, um, Trey Turner. I can't believe I forgot him. Um, there's so many great players on there. Like, you know, it, unless they were, if they were losing, then I would, then I would be like, this is like the biggest disappointment. But as long as they're winning, they're going to be in the top five because this is just a ridiculous team. And this is a team that should be there towards the end, should be making a push for the World Series. And, you know, as much as I don't want them to, listen, reality says this is a great team. Um, it's theirs really to lose in at this point. So um, we'll see what happens. But Man, the Dodgers are a scary team, man. Every time I see them, they're just putting up runs. Uh, today they didn't. They only put up two runs. But um, most of the time, they're just, I mean, it's not one of those like 3-2 games usually. It's more like 7-4 type games. They're just always putting up runs. And, and that's scary. Very scary. So my number one team this week is going to be the New York Mets. That's right. Listen, they they swept the Na- or the, I'm sorry, they didn't sweep the Nationals. They they won the series against the Nationals. They had a four game series, won three out of the four. Um, the Phil they then they played the Phillies, who um, they kind of I don't want to say dominated, but for the most part, they really kind of did a great job. Then they played the Diamondbacks. I wouldn't say the Diamondbacks are that great. Then they played the Giants. And here's the thing: if I were having a top ten list, the Giants probably would have been number six. On that, so they they postponed the game on Monday due to weather. So on Tuesday they had a doubleheader. They won the Mets won both games again in that game. Then on Wednesday they played the Giants again. They beat the Giants again, and then on Thursday played the Giants and the Giants won. And now they're uh, now they're back to playing Arizona in Arizona this time. And uh, they won on Friday, lost today. So uh, the series uh, will be uh, tomorrow. But listen. From what I saw from the Mets going against my San Francisco Giants, it was unfair. I mean, you talk about a rotation that should be talked about a lot more, and we're I'm talking about a rotation that doesn't have their ace yet, Jacob DeGrom. Uh, we saw Chris Bassett, who was arguably the ace in Oakland, uh, was traded to the Mets and is doing great things. Carlos Carrasco was a guy who was on the uh, on the Guardians a couple of years ago, and he was a really good pitcher, but he struggled with injuries. Now he's on the Mets. We saw him against the Giants, and he dominated the Giants. He did a great job. Um, Tyler McGill, he was actually the uh, the opening day starter because Degrom was hurt, and I guess Scherzer didn't want to start. So they threw out McGill, and he's been great. He struggled in like the first two, three innings against the Giants, and all of a sudden just completely shut the Giants down after that. Uh, it was quite impressive for a guy who um, was struggling, and then all of a sudden you just like grinded his teeth and 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 got to work. Uh, and then you talk about Max Scherzer. I mean, what else can I say that hasn't been said already about Scherzer? Dude, dude is a picture. I mean, that's plain and simple. And here's the thing: Pete Alonso is their like power hitter. He hasn't done great, but they really haven't needed him to do a lot of things. I mean, 
Eduardo Escobar has been a, a nice uh, player. Jeff McGill, the dude fouls pitches off left and right. J.D. Davis does the same exact thing. Francisco Lindor killed the Giants, and he was absolutely on fire. Um, Travis uh, Jankowski, he played a lot. I thought he was really good. Brandon Nimmo was... And that's another guy that just like cannot strike out for some reason. And then Starling Marte, he's been a nice pickup for the Mets too. So all of this Mets stuff is starting to kind of come together. I'm I'm very surprised. Now, can they maintain it? I, I'm I think with the rotation, if they can be healthy for the most part, like if there's one guy who's down, I think they can live. I think they'll be fine. Uh, but especially if they get. Uh, DeGrom back and DeGrom stays healthy for the rest of the year. This Mets team is going to be so difficult to beat. And uh, it's something that I think everyone needs to pay attention. So New York Mets, number one in this week's power rankings. So I'm going to get to Formula One here. I'm going to talk a little bit about it before I end here. Now, uh, today, this morning, there was uh, what they call uh, the Formula One sprint, which is basic, well, sprint qualifying. So they had a qualifying on Friday, which they usually do a qualifier uh, the day before the race to see where you um, end up or where you're going to start on the race. Well, with a sprint qualifier, what it is, is it's the same thing, you know, wherever you end up is where you're going to start for the race. But the sprint is like a mini race, and you actually get points uh, from that sprint towards the um, uh, towards the uh, drivers' championship and the constructors' cup. And so today, it was it was a, a twenty one lap uh, in Imola, which uh, in Italy, and so that is Ferrari territory. So the favorite was Charles Leclerc who actually was starting on pole, which is, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, he's starting first. Um, Max Verstappen was right there. And Carlos Sainz actually uh, in the qualifier on Friday actually wrecked the car. So he actually was starting, I believe he started 10th. So he had, I mean, there was a lot that was going on. Um, It was quite, it was quite incredible to say the least, to see how Carlos Sainz ended up, because Carlos Sainz actually ended up in fourth place. But the one, uh, do the one duel that I saw that was really really interesting was Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. They went toe to toe in this sprint. It looked like Leclerc had it like in the bag. It just seemed like Verstappen could not catch up. Now he had a slow start, Verstappen. Um, he said that there was something going on, like um, there wasn't um, something about the wheel, like it, it wasn't like gaining traction or the turns. It was kind of getting a little wobbly, so they kind of had to be safe on it for a while, and, and he wasn't happy with that. But towards the end, on the on the 20th lap of 21, Verstappen actually passed up Leclerc, and I don't remember, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, if he had DRS but if he didn't, it was kind of surprising because Ferrari has been the fastest car um, in Formula 1 so far this year. And uh, Red Bull has been a fast car, but has been um, a, a tick slower than Ferrari. And Leclerc, um, 
especially uh, two weeks ago, just absolutely uh, ran away with the race. Um, and then he was just well ahead of everyone. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. So it was kind of surprising to see that Verstappen passed him. Now, I, I'm pretty sure he had DRS, um, and that's why he made the move. And, and unfortunately, Leclerc, um, because Verstappen passed him when he did, he never had DRS. And honestly, even if he did, I don't think he was close enough to catch up to him. So it was really interesting, and I'm looking forward to this race so bad tomorrow because Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc, they're, they're uh, really good friends. They've been racing against each other since they were kids. But at the same time, these guys want to win. I mean, Charles Leclerc, this is the first year where he actually has a chance at, at you know, being at the top. And Max Verstappen is the, um, you know, w was the winner of the Drivers' Championship last year. So it's going to be really interesting to watch the race. But the a big story that happened was Lewis Hamilton came out and he's basically saying that he he's frustrated after hitting a new low uh, here, here with Mercedes. Um, he was quoted saying that um, he's frustrated that he always needs rescuing in these races. Um, he just feels like the car is not, um, not performing to what it should be doing. Um, he basically said he's, they're not going to win a title Mercedes. They're, they're done. Um, because they're actually 50 pin, points uh, adrift of the championship leader, Charles Leclerc. He's he's 50 points. I mean, you talk about Lewis Hamilton being that far away from a championship. It's, it's unheard of. Like, you know, he needs to win two races in a row to even be sniffing uh, Charles Leclerc right now. Um, and, and so that's a little worrisome, especially if you're a Mercedes fan. Um, there's something going on because... Not only did um, did Hamilton not have a, a, a great run, but neither did George Russell. And it's I, I don't think it's the drivers. I really think it's the car. Um, and for some reason, they are not getting it together this year. And if Lewis Hamilton is already bleak about things, um, it's going to be a long season. Hopefully, uh, they can get it together because I do like watching Mercedes be successful. I mean, it was like when the New England Patriots were on their dynasty. I mean, everyone was sick of them, but at the same time, like, you want to see greatness. You want to see Tom Brady. You want to see what he's going to do next. And that's how Lewis Hamilton is. Lewis Hamilton is Tom Brady. And um, you always want to see what he can do next. And, and unfortunately, this year so far, it's not been great. But I want to end on a high note on Formula One. McLaren had a gr well, uh, had a good showing. Um, Lando Norris ended up being fifth place, and um, actually, Daniel Ricciardo ended up being um, in sixth place. So that is uh, seven total points from from both of them. So we're we'll see. We will see what happens during the race. But this is encouraging because the McLaren car looked really good. Ricardo had a fight with Kevin Magnussen from Haas um, and uh, Fernando Alonso. And Alonso was right behind Ricardo. Ricardo made a move on Magnussen, passed him. And then when he passed Magnussen, he like was a good second ahead of Magnussen, like 
quick. So the McLaren car is starting to move a little bit. It's it's going to be interesting, especially in the Constructors' Cup. Um, and um, we'll see. But I was a little disappointed. Excuse me. Um, at Kevin Magnuson, I thought he was going to be able to hold up a little bit more, but he almost kind of conceded the uh, the uh, the place that he in sixth place. Uh, Ricardo did get DRS on him, um, but then he ended up actually giving his spot away to Valtteri Bottas, who ended up being in seventh. Magnuson still ended up in eighth, so he did get a point. So at least he got a point on that. But um, I felt like he could have put up a little bit better of a fight, but. Um, unfortunately, uh, it just wasn't in the cards for him. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be a great race, but I was very, very encouraged by McLaren. Um, I thought Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo both looked really good. Unfortunately, Norris was in fourth place and Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari, of course, uh, passed him up. So they're not at the level of Ferrari, probably not at the level of Red Bull, but if McLaren can keep having races like this, they could end up being third in, in the uh, Constructors' Cup, and that is a big step forward for McLaren, in my opinion. So we will see. Um, we will definitely, definitely see, but uh, it's going to be fun tomorrow. I mean, Red Bull is in it, Ferrari's in it, and McLaren is now kind of looking like they're, they're going to make a, at least a case for themselves so um i will give you the standings just so you are aware in the drivers uh in the driver's standings charles leclerc has 78 points uh going into tomorrow's race carlos signs is second with 38 and third place is george russell uh from mercedes leclerc and signs are both from uh ferrari so that is interesting and of course you look at the constructors cup well ferrari uh, in first place, 116 points. Red Bull is in second with 69. Mercedes is in third with 65. But McLaren is fourth with 31. And the way that <laughs> Mercedes had their uh, their ra- their sprint today, McLaren could easily catch them in this race uh, this week. And and there's a good chance that Mercedes could end up not getting any points. So we'll see. So it's going to be a fun race. Go watch it tomorrow. It's going to be on ESPN. It is a 6 a.m. race, so, you know, set your alarm clocks. But it is going to be well worth waking up early and watching that drive. So, well, that is it for me, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I went a little bit longer uh, than what Cody normally does. But you know what? That's me. That's kind of what I do, unfortunately. Um, as I said earlier, go go uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all Drew Code Sports Talk, except for Twitter, which is Drew underscore uh, Code. And then also go follow us on TikTok. You know, we're going to be posting videos. Hopefully we can post some funny videos as well, maybe some uh, bloopers on TikTok so you can kind of see, like, hey, not all the time are we, uh, you know, are we always trying to be serious, which I don't think anyone ever thinks that. But anyway, um, you know, we we probably want to post a little, a few more funny things on there. So, um, And then also go check out our YouTube channel, which you're probably watching on here now. Uh, the YouTube channel, uh, go subscribe and, uh, like and comment on all the videos that we post. We always want to hear from you. Please, 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 please. Um, and then, uh, you know, 
go show your friends and and, and uh, you know tell them that we're we're this great great podcast. Um, but then also I want you guys to go subscribe on uh, on the podcast site. Um, anything and everything can does help so uh, we, we always want to you know we always appreciate that um, if it's a one star please let us know what we're doing wrong that you want us to, to fix and if you love it please give us a five star and let us know what you like so we can continue to do that and then of course as I said as we always say we talk about fnxfitness.com our great partners over there go check them out they got workout gear workout supplements for everyone uh they have great stuff there i'm not just saying that because they you know they're you know working with us of course but they really do have great stuff it is the best protein shake i have ever had um i use it all the time it has helped me so much there was one time went to the gym and i um didn't have any i i don't i didn't have any more protein so i didn't take it the next day i was sore and i was like man i haven't felt like this since the first time i started working out uh and that's because i've been taking my protein shake it really helps your body to recover um and then of course the the workout gear is really cool um i've been needing some more tank tops so i'm gonna buy some more tank tops from them um but you can use our our uh, promo code, which is uh, Drew Code 15, you can get 15% off your whole purchase. So, thank you guys so much again. I appreciate it. Like I said, go follow us on TikTok, which is at Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, pretty simple. Go check us out. Uh, hopefully, we're going to post a lot of cool stuff. So, anyway, guys, that is it for me. Thank you for for bearing with me. This was part two of two parts. So. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first part, go listen to that and then come here and, and listen to the second part. So we will be together next week, Cody and I, and uh, hopefully we can talk a little bit of Formula One. We'll have more MLB power rankings and uh, hopefully a few more uh, talks about NBA playoffs and maybe some NFL news. Maybe uh, some trades might happen. So thank you guys so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Could try to play, but you're never gonna be me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me. Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me. When they try to change, you can say no, free me.